0: This is Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy.
1: Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and everywhere. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelly and I'm Kathy. No topic is not allowed on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with other topics, and we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the best they can be. Self-doubt and self-sabotage are two things many women struggle with. This gets in the way of goal-setting and careers. Mamika Cooney is an expert on achieving career goals. She learned it all the hard way by spending many years bootstrapping and just getting by. She and her husband wanted something better for their family. Mamika pushed hard, expanding her photography business, and realized she had to ask the right questions to achieve her success and come up with ways to stop getting in her own way. Her faith in God pulled her through, and she began to share her revelations to help others succeed. Mamika is a mindset trainer. She helps people break their limiting beliefs, stop self-sabotage, and unlock their true potential. She's on the show with us today, and we're excited. Welcome, Mamika. Thank you for being with us.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I just love the name of the podcast because the warrior is this warrior spirit in me just resonates with that so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yes, women truly are warriors. We, We take on so many different things and we can switch hit, but we get in our own way so many times, which we shouldn't. I was wondering if we could start a little bit with your background, how you got started and how you started helping other people.
2: Sure. Well, as you can tell, I'm not from around here. I'm originally from South Africa. I was born and raised there, actually doing the apartheid areas. I'm a Gen, Gen X baby. Um, and, you know, back in the day when we grew up there, we were, South Africa was about 10 years behind the rest of the world. So what, uh, you know, black and white TV and finding things that you had to make because you couldn't get import and export is kind of how I was raised. Very much bootstrapping and making things along the way. So I was raised by an entrepreneurial father because I don't make a very good employee, okay? I'm just the boss. And I knew from a young age that's something I always wanted to do. Um, and uh, sort of long story short, I met and married my childhood sweetheart. And we were very you know, focused on how do we make a better life for ourselves and our family? And we had gone through that experience of the, uh, the, the shift in power in South Africa in 94 when Mandela came into power. And there was a lot of unrest, a lot of uncertainty and fear political instability, you know, they were having, you know, uh, they closed the colleges down, schools, there was just, you know, a lot of people didn't know what was happening and the the rest of the world was carrying on, but it was like, we were just a hot mess. And we'd realized we had the opportunity to either stay and just have to deal with what's going on there, or we could make ourselves, give ourselves other opportunities. And what I believe in life is, you know, we're given um, circumstances come our way but we have the choice to either be victims or be a victor. And as you can tell, as a, the warrior in me is not gonna give up very easily. So my husband and I looked at the opportunity of creating new opportunities for us and our young family at the time. So we we grabbed it with all we could and we were able to get from South Africa to the uh, to the UK. I have a mom with, uh, who's half British and we lived there for six years and we arrived with uh, basically two suitcases We didn't have any uh, prospects for work. We literally lived on credit cards for six months without getting paid. I was pregnant at the time. So when we arrived, um, literally, my eldest was two. We arrived in the middle of a snowstorm one December evening in 2000. And when we arrived, we were like, oh, my gosh, what have we done? Um, I was four months pregnant. And um, literally six weeks after arriving, my two-year-old ended up in hospital with pneumonia. Oh, and no. it was so stressful so my husband didn't get paid for six months so we were just living on you know on fumes and <laughs> on uh, lots of favors but we'd realised, you know even though this was tough and this whole adjustment was crazy even though english the english speak english it's a whole different culture we realized that you know we could um either back up where we started or we could just push through so of course we decided we knew that the the suffering and the going through what we were going through was going to be worth it at the end and we just really uh, persisted until we got that breakthrough um, and just being consistent and showing up. And my husband had a, um, an internet business. So, you know, getting up in the mornings and in in it's dark before 9 a.m. and, you know, doing all the things, looking after the kids. I had a newborn at the time, um, you know, doing the sales calls and doing everything just because you have to. And, you know, us women are resilient, right? We, we just figure mm-hmm. it out. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't get a chance, especially when you've got kids and family relying on you. Give up and and cry, and I really believe that um, you know there's there's it's it's good to understand uh, in, in from a bigger perspective. Like I'm doing this because it's going to get me there. Like even though it feels hard right now, I have a bigger big vision, a bigger picture, and I know where it's going to get me. If I can just embrace the suck right now <laughs> and get <sighs> through the messy middle and uh-huh. know that it's going to be better on the other side. So long story short, after living there for six years, my husband's business grew and we had the opportunity to move to the USA and we had to do all the things, jump through all the hoops, go through the, the process of getting visas and green cards. It took seven years for us to keep proving to the American government that we were legitimate and able to stay. Um, and we didn't have anybody advocating for us. So we had to do this ourselves because it was our own company. Um, And so we moved over with two kids, um, started it fresh. On my 30th birthday, I arrived, touched base in the USA and was having heart palpitations. I was like, why is my chest so tight? And I just feel like nauseous and just felt totally sick in my stomach. Like, oh my gosh, what have we done? We've done this again. (laughs) Here we go again. We must be suckers for punishment, you know, putting ourselves through this process. But again, you know, just holding on to that vision that this is going to get us where we want to be. So That was two thousand and six, so we um, restarted our businesses. I actually at the time was a professional photographer, so I you know started the business from scratch, getting new clients um and then after about two, three years, I really felt like you know I'm a woman of faith, and I' really you know feel like God leads me in ways, and sometimes he asks me to do these things that seem a little counterintuitive. So when I really felt like I was meant to have another baby at the time, my kids were nine and eleven, I was like, are oh, you crack right, like seriously what?" are you thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would you want to start again? Like, hello, like, oh, sure. aren't you a sucker for punishment? Anyway, but I just knew that was there was somebody uh, up there that needed to come down to heaven and needed to walk out her her destiny. So I, I re- relented because I've, I've realized there's no point in fighting with God. He's going to get his way anyway. And uh, it's been such a blessing, you know, having having my youngest. And, um, and you know, it was just constantly just uh, walking out, with faith like taking the step of i can't see where i'm going but i just have to believe that where i'm going is going to be better and that and also the thing for me was really hard was just embracing and enjoying the ride i know it's so cliche like i know ladies listening are probably like yeah enjoy the ride we know this is going to be long right but it <laughs> it does we do we have to i always think of it as life is like we are driving in a car you know we're on the highway Sometimes we add a little bit too much gas and we think the faster we go, that we'll get there better. And where we get there, wherever there is, is better than where we are now. But the problem is, in my personal case, I pushed the, I pushed the accelerator pedal too hard. I didn't give myself chance to, to really heal and to give myself some time to think. And to, you know, I just went from one stressful situation into another, into another, and not prioritizing my self-care. And eventually... The wheels fell off the bus, literally. In 2016, I got to a stage where I had one of my kids who's a young teenager at the time was going through a mental health crisis. Um, I had a business launch that didn't do very well. And then six weeks later, my mother-in-law passed from cancer. And oh. talk about the trifecta effect where, you know, you can hold it together for as long as you can until the damn wall breaks. And yep. it broke. And literally for a year, I... I took my foot off the gas. I was stuck on the side of the road. I literally needed to call some kind of AA rescue team because I was not going nowhere. It blew the head gasket. Everything was just completely gone. Um, and it was really hard. And for me, I'm a very get up and go. And, you know, I'm a very energetic. So for me to have a situation where I felt like I couldn't get out of bed, uh, the grief was like, to have that physical grief where your body actually aches. I've never had that before. And I was like, this yeah. is so weird. And it was my body just going through shock. And going through the process, and I'd realize there was no more pushing. There is no more. I mean, we know if you, you blow a head gasket, you are not moving, you are stuck, and you're going to stay there until you get some help. And so I took um, a year off, I closed my business, and really it was like my wilderness season of like my come to Jesus moment. Like, what am I doing with my life? And is this really where I want to be? Like, I had been going so fast at such a high speed, I wasn't enjoying the scenery. I didn't see the exits or the slowdown signs. I just ignored them. I just kept going through until eventually I got to a stage where I was forced to stop. But in retrospect, I'm so glad I did because I knew that uh, I needed that time to really reassess things. And, you know, at the time I was like, the hardest time for me was my 40th birthday. (laughs) My 40th was, was probably one of my most miserable birthdays I've ever had. Because it was the year that this all happened, where my, I lost my mother in law. It was literally four months after that happened. And trying to deal with a situation that I could no longer control in the likes of my, my teenage son, where you're doing everything you can do. Because, you, you know, women are fixers. If there's a problem, we're going to fix it. Well, in my mm-hmm. case, I'm really going to always try to figure it out. Like, I always believe there's something is is outable. But it got to a stage where there was nothing I could do to fix this. It was out of my control. And for me, the hardest thing was letting go and letting God take over and say, listen, you clearly have made a mess, but it's okay. I've got you. I need you to take time to rest. Because for us high-achieving um, women out there who are always on the go, rest is a very foreign concept. To me, it's hard, mm. like yeah. stopping to think. Even in society in general, we've got apps and we've got social media and we've got videos and there's always something to, for our, that's there to consume our attention that we've become so uncomfortable with the silence, with the slow, mm-hmm. with good. the processing, oh, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very difficult to kind of get yourself to that stage. But I've realized that there's a lot of joy in the pause. And instead of fighting, um, like, get me out of here, get me out of here, I've realized that maybe there's some lessons I need to learn. Or maybe there's some work that needs to be done that if I keep going on this, on this path, then I never want to stop and smell the roses. I might miss the whole point of the ride, you know, yeah, <laughs> get yeah, there and go, yeah. what am I doing here? Is this, hang on, this isn't where I wanted to be. And you realize that sometimes those pauses are important. Just like, you know, you've got to go fill up with gas. You've got to go refresh. Sometimes you're going to take a nap. You know, sometimes it's yeah. simple. Self-care, like, hello. Any, any woman out there willing to raise their hands and say, yeah, I prioritize self-care. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all and it the really things. Is. But it's important. And so that, that whole story is where it brings me today. It's like having done all the things and trying all the things and realized there are some principalities and, um, I mean, principles in life that you just really cannot fight. You just have to know that your mind and, and taking care of yourself because I always say, you know, men might be the head of the home, but the woman is the heart. That if the woman's heart is broken, everybody suffers. Everybody, mm. the kids, the dog, yeah. everything, the atmosphere, and, the, you know, everyone's cranky and nothing goes to, goes to plan. So I always say the most important work us women can do is the work that we do on ourselves, is getting ourselves aligned. And, it's, you know, I really truly believe that when we are aligned with our purpose, which is listening to what our spirit is saying, not just from a mindset perspective, but um, because you know we have mental health and we have physical health, but we neglect our spiritual health too because that's our heart crying out for help that's saying, this doesn't feel right. Like this gut instinct, like I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't go down this path. But we're so used to just dumbing it down or muting it or putting on the radio because we want to la, 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 la. We don't want to hear mm-hmm. what we want to yeah. hear. I think that's the best thing we can do for ourselves is Put the, our own oxygen mask on so we can breathe and help those around us. So uh, that's where yeah. it brings me today. After all that, I'd realized I wanted to help women avoid go th- going through what I went through or at least heal from that. So I went back to school and I got reschooled and recertified as a coach. And I specialize now in mindset because I believe so much in the power of mastering our mind and managing our mind and emotions and being who god made us to be in all facets of our life so i'm really excited and you know honored to be able to um partner with women and help them navigate this journey um to help them get on the other side um thriving
1: wow
0: stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up
1: industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers and more. Help us promote the best of our industry, share your story and what you love about trucking, share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com.
0: Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Well,
1: when you think about it, mindset really is so very important. And we tend to get as women in our own way. We're our own worst enemy. Everything you've described, um, I've gone through in a different way. But oh my goodness, I think that there are a lot of women that can really relate to this but how do we get out of our own way? How do we change our mindset?
2: Definitely. Well, the good news is, is first of all, to understand that it, you can change your mindset and you can change your, your life by changing your mind. And you don't have to live with the brain that you have. You can, through the science of neuroplasticity, retrain your brain. Like a lot of us just work in habits, especially if you know you're in your adult past 30 years and over, you for sure are living mostly out of... Um, habits and ways that you've or patterns that you've developed over the years and you can through this retraining but intentional thought processes and just being aware like I always say the number one thing is awareness like for me I didn't want to be admit that I was like you know Houston we have a problem I didn't want to admit that there was a problem I didn't want to look at the issues I wanted to just brush them under the carpet and pretend that it'll be fine tomorrow but they will eventually just like weeds find their way you know to really choke mm-hmm. out the life in you if you do not weed them out when they start. Yeah. And for me, mindset first is just, first of all, coming to the realization that my mind and my brain is the most important organ in my body. That if my thoughts and my, uh, drive my actions and in my, my emotions don't necessarily have to be always, I don't have to be, I don't have to live by emotions because our emotions are energy in motion that go through our bodies, they are there to help us understand and take you know, stock of what our decisions are in our life. But so many of us are, are ruled by emotions. It's kind of like the picture I like to describe to my clients is we have two parts, two personalities in our brain. We have the, the, the mom who's in control and who makes the decisions and we have the baby. And the baby or the toddler likes to have a hissy fit now and again. She doesn't like her passy taken away. She doesn't like the, the, the bowl of gin, Ben and Jerry's taken away for her when she's having a meltdown. She sometimes will have a screaming match and want things her way. Mm-hmm. But as the adult in the relationship, we have to say, okay, honey, I know you're having a meltdown. This doesn't feel great. You feel embarrassed because of whatever so-and-so did or whatever happened or you don't, this doesn't feel good. But it's okay. This feeling will pass. You have control to make the decision. Now, you either sit in the corner and cry or you pull yourself together. But I have a saying sometimes and my clients think, you know, at first they're like, what? And I'll explain to this, explain the concept a little deeper. But I say, sometimes you've got to bitch slap that baby brain because she will misbehave. She will tell you, (laughs) I want to have it my way. And sometimes you've got to put your foot down and say, no, I understand that you're feeling this way and acknowledging and being aware of your thoughts and feelings. But I do not have to be ruled by it. Mm. And that takes practice. and. As I said, it starts with awareness. of Just allowing every little thought to come through your mind and believing it is, it's true. Let, let's take example, anxiety. I mean, I, I can rant about this. I tell you, get me started. Everybody wants to own the anxiety like it's, a, like it's a badge. Oh, my anxiety is this, so I can't do this. Oh, my anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. Who on earth are we to give anxiety the microphone in our life? And anyway, in the, in the mental health field, this kind of labeling was never intended to be in the public. It was just for mental health practitioners to sort of categorize how to treat their their their, their clients or their um patients the The fact that people are owning depression and owning anxiety and owning their diagnoses as if it's their um their identity is very dangerous because what happens then is if you think that you are you are anxiety, you don't think you can change
1: yeah, and
2: that is a dangerous place to be because. You never want to seek change. You never think you can change, and you never do. But here's the truth, is you are not a product of your your experiences or your circumstances. You don't have to allow your past. And believe me, I've worked with people who've had very traumatic um, experiences, You know, have gone through abuse, and they can rewire their brains and change their lives just by being intentional about what they want out of life and mm-hmm. taking the steps to make those um, – Conscious decisions, which is like habit reformation. Like if you have a habit of doing something, first of all, you need to notice it's a habit. But there are ways to retrain you. So that's part of what I do with my clients is I take them through a training process of awareness, experience, applying new habits, and then practice, and then doing that over and over. Because if you got, it took a hot minute to get you into this mess. I can guarantee it'll take you a few, <laughs> a few weeks, or at least, which I say, at least ninety days. <laughs> To get you mm-hmm. unstuck and to yeah. get you moving forward, but the good news is it's possible. I would think it would
1: be challenging to to change your mindset, Kathy. What are your thoughts on that?
3: I was just gonna say, <laughs> um, I am the queen of learning how to change my mindset, and I, I you know what, I consistently still do it. <laughs> I went, I my my personal story has been one of uh, extreme abuse my entire life. And growing up with, um, you know, being told that you're not good enough, that you're useless, that you'll never amount to nothing, you're stupid, you're, you know, all this stuff, you're a waste of skin, you pollute the air and all this stuff. It it really debilitates Um as you go along in life because you have this constant negative factor in the back of your mind, affecting everything that you're trying to do. doesn't matter how big or how small it could be the smallest little task. And you still feel that you're not good enough to, to even try. So, um, in my case, um, I didn't really realize that was going on until, you know, I ended up losing everything and being an alcoholic and having to go through, uh, A women's treatment center and it took me a period of two years of in this uh, treatment place uh, three separate tries over over the period of two years and um, I had to literally unlearn everything that had been taught to me since a child and then I had to relearn who Kathy was which isn't that easy because I, I was so brainwashed by all this you know, these lies that, that I didn't know. I was 40 years old and I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked, what I didn't like or, or, or anything. And the hardest part was learning to um, tell myself, to change the story I was telling myself and learn and, and accept how freaking awesome I am and how much of a powerhouse and how much uh, good I can give back to the world. But in saying that, Changing my mindset, changing my thought patterns is still to this day, uh, ten years later, um, a daily thing because it, it's it'll sneak back in on um, days that I'm tired, that I'm you know I, I'm not feeling well. Well, I'll, I'll automatically think, well, what, why are you even trying to? Why did you move to L.A. in the first place? Do you actually think you're going to be able to get your you know book turned into a movie and all these things? but I have to stop myself and reroute my thoughts and retrain my brain to um, empower myself back on, on track.
2: Well, I'm so enjoying your story. I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) "Ah." so excited. I'm like, I'm so, you're like a poster child. Like, seriously, it's so amazing. And we need more people like you to actually share, share this whole concept that it can be done. Right. And this is where, um, I think this is so great that you're able to share your story that way
1: I agree, Kathy. Sharing this with everybody is is really helping so many people. And what's amazing, it, it has to be a daily discipline. That takes a lot of work and commitment.
3: Learning to, to reroute my thoughts literally is a daily habit, as I guess you could say, because... There's a lot of days where I struggle. Like I moved here to L.A. to, to get my book turned into a movie. But then that little voice will, will pop up if, I, if I'm tired, if, I, you know, if I'm not well rested. It'll be like, who do you think you are? Do you actually think you, you of all people, can you know get your book turned into a movie? You don't know anybody. And you know, all, all this thing w- would tend to, to, to pop in.
1: Yeah, it's that negative self-talk that so often creeps into our heads. And you've got a great book, so there's no reason why it couldn't be a screenplay. What's the name of your book?
3: Uh, Dream big. And... Dream big. It's got it's got the picture of uh, the truck that I drive on the cover.
2: Is it more of a memoir, or how oh, have you? It's oh, it's it? it,
3: it, it's a it's definitely a it's my life and um, like I should be dead ten times over. I it grew up in extreme violence and. Um, tons of sexual assaults and I was gang raped and wow. suicide attempts, and just, oh my gosh, all sorts of stuff. And I ended up becoming a nurse and then pretending that nothing ever happened. Just, you know what? I got a great career, whatever happened in the past days in the past. let's not worry about it. But that eventually uh, catches up with you. And I and I say this everywhere. I mean, um, internal wounds. So I've had to retrain my brain, changing the the story that I tell myself. Happens on basically on a daily basis because oftentimes the there's a little voice that comes into in into the back of my head telling me that I'm not good enough to to do the things that I want to do like creating my my book into a movie. So bottom line is that your mind will always believe everything you tell it, whether it's good or bad. And I learned to retrain my brain into feeding my mind with faith. I feed it with truth i feed it with love rather than the the easier version of feeding it with negative thoughts um, it's too easy to say that i'm not good enough that i'm not that i can't i can't accomplish the goals and or who do i think i am and i spent years i'm, I'm no i'm going to say decades thinking those kinds of thoughts so when i learned to re-re-channel my thought process It has to be something that's going to empower myself and change the story that I'm telling myself on a daily basis in order for me to succeed. And in in saying that, it's the same equivalent of changing the habits that you create for yourself. So for me, I wanted to change my life so bad that I had to, it required me to rechannel everything that i thought i was doing into creating something new and in order to do that you have to change and change requires the the basics the things the way that you think the things that come out of your mouth how you talk about yourself how you view yourself and i decided to do that with love and nourishment and healing and
2: wow i'm so impressed you're like a poster (laughs) child for She's I mean, this amazing. whole thing Isn't for she? mindset. I mean, like you're like, yeah. can I hire you as a salesperson? Because you could totally sell my, my training program. And that's what I love about it is that this is true, ladies. It can be done no matter what your background is. And this is why I'm so like, on my soapbox about this is that, again, like you mentioned some key factors there, like your habits, changing your habits, changing your words, how you speak to yourself. And how you know believing the lies that this that was a big thing you mentioned as well. Like no matter all the negativity you were told, you don't have to believe that junk. Like I say, get rid of the junk from your trunk. Get kick it out. It's holding you back. Like if you feel like you're patchworking your car and you're just chugging along in a 1972, you know, like Chevy. Now it's time to upgrade, honey. We need to get you into a Ferrari that's cleaned out and you know streamlined with all the modern technology and the and modern ways of doing that is retraining um and going through and re like retraining the habits and that's what it's important to know is that it can it be is. done but you also mentioned something which i think is key and i'd love to know what that that trigger was for you but that part where you said you were so desperate to change that's when change happens and that's i think is in, was with key what exactly was the trigger for you
3: oh mine was toothless joe I ended up losing my nursing career. I was an alcoholic. I had tried to commit suicide. I was 42. I lost everything I owned. I ended up on the streets with nothing. Literally I had been robbed. I had no identification. Like I just, I had the clothes on my back. And on the seventh day of walking around in a zombie-like state, a man named Toothless Joe slapped me on the back and he goes, this is the life, you know, live it, love it. And when he did that, I call it a God smack because um, when he slapped me on the back, it's as if decades of depression just shattered. And I saw crystal clear for the very first time in a long time. And I'm looking around at my dismal surroundings. And I said, what did you just say? I said, this is not my life. Because I've always known there's a greater purpose to me, that I there's something inside this fire. And I, I have something so great to give back to the world. And standing drunk beso- and homeless beside Toothless Joe was not it. <laughs> and yes. I knew that. Yeah. Right. come-to-Jesus
2: moment, like right. pull and yourself together. I, yeah. Yeah. And, so all, and I actually stopped
3: my foot and I said, this is not my life. And I just made a decision and I was going to do whatever it took to get away from that guy. <laughs> and, I just, I, I, <laughs> and I turned around and I went to the hospital and I detoxed for, for, two, for two weeks. And I went back to that. It was a faith-based program, uh, a Christian program through the Hope mission called Wellsprings. It was a program for women where you live there for a year to literally unlearn all the stuff, relearn who you are and then accept, you know, how, how beautiful and what, what a child of God that you are and a spark of light and how to give back. So I, I, and I went back there, that was the third time. And I said, I am not leaving until I figure this out, till I break down all these layers of trauma and figure out you know, find that light and let that light shine. And I did that. And I've been sober for ten years. And now I operate the largest equipment in the world. I travel the world. I work with women worldwide. Um, I go to women's shelters, prisons, juvenile homes, schools. Uh, you know, everywhere. And I, and I do it for free because I, if you um, can help a one person change, then that's how community changes. Because that person will in in you know enable um their 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 children their their nieces their nephews and just that ripple
2: effect right and it just goes so yeah that's awesome well and that's women we love living in a village right we love a tribe and that's the thing is Mm -hmm. if one falls down the other one and someone else can be there to pick you up like growing up in south africa i'm very used to like the african tribal mentality where they had this concept where like the aunties and the uncles and everybody raises the child if the child misbehaves Everyone's entitled to give it a honey smack. <laughs> but the same thing is it's like we've kind of lost that with modern technology and modern yeah. living. We're so isolated. Yeah. But this is what the good news is, is that the, it can be done. And the big thing, and I and I applaud you on that, um, Kathy, is that the fact is you decided I will do whatever it takes to change. Because you'd realize yep. you had literally re- scraped the bar- bottom of the barrel. There was no, uh, no further I, I was, in, you, you couldn't go any further. Seller. I was in the root cellar. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I
2: mean, it's not. Like, not everybody has to get as far down as that. But no. what I'm saying is yeah. the encouragement is is if you can come from that far down the, and, and it is possible. And, and I, I love how you mentioned your faith as well. And I'm a, a big believer in like, what I do as well. And it's a, that's the a difference in, in, a, in the way that I train people is it's not just about your mind and yeah, po- think positive thoughts. Like, no, that's good, but no. it's not the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I really think at the, at the essence is that we all are, are, are born for a reason we have a greater purpose that often we get these circumstances that we go through and experiences that try to knock us down, but we don't have to stay down.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro.
1: You know, this is so encouraging to our listeners. When life strikes a huge blow, we can fight back. We don't have to stay down. It doesn't have to keep us there.
2: We can decide like to get back up and say, "I'm going to keep swinging." And there are tools like your book is a great inspiration. Like I have a training program called Unstick Your Mind, which is a 12-step process. I've developed my own signature process going through neuroscience and we cover things like habits, how you speak to yourself, words, um, your thought processes through a training and repetition mm-hmm. and doing it again and again. And I come from a, a sports psychology background because I'm a, I'm actually a, um adult figure skater. And I only started oh, skating. At the age of 31, I was a ballet dancer my whole life and I decided I wanted to try this and I really loved the idea of skating. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And my kids were like, oh, mom, you're in a leotard, Ill." And I was like, I don't care, (laughs) I'm going to do this. (laughs) And, you know, I've been determined just to do the thing. And sometimes it's hard and it sucks. And my trainer's like, see you on Tuesday. And I'm like, do uh, Okay. She's like, I don't care. You pay me in advance. I'm getting paid no matter what. Are you going to sit there and complain or are we going to actually just do this thing? And I fall down a lot. I can get, I've got hurt before, but I'm determined that it doesn't matter because it's making me stronger. And every try and every, every time i'm doing this like every time i take a thought captive that tells me i'm not good enough or you, can't, you what who are you to think you can do this those are lies and this mm-hmm. is why as, as a woman of faith it's so important for us to align with you know our god-given purpose of who god says we are we mm-hmm. are loved and we are you know, we are chosen and he's you know we are his children and i mm-hmm. sure as heck would not speak to my kids the way that i sometimes get spoken to in my head so i just kick him out and decide I get to take over the space. Um, I get to choose because that's one thing God will not interfere with is our, our our free will. He couldn't even do that for Adam and Eve. Like he literally said, you guys get to choose. And of course, they didn't make a great choice. But for right. everyone listening, that is the great news. You have the choice. It's just you need to decide what you want to do. So as part of this let go and let God and get out of the
1: driver's seat uh, yes. and have that trust? Okay.
2: Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I always say like, I remember this distinctly when I was doing this thing and God gave me a picture like I have these like prophetic visions of things. He talks to me like movies, right? And I'd be like, he says, you know what it's like dealing with you right now? It's like you have told me you have given me permission to be in the driver's seat of your life, but you are the worst backseat driver I have ever come across. You are giving me attitude. You are like, oh, the GPS says we should go here. Maybe we should take this detour. And he's like, no, I know where we're going. I'm like, are you sure? Oh, hang on. Maybe we should stop here. Oh, look what Susie's doing over there. Maybe we should go get a car like hers. And he's like, will you be quiet? Be quiet and enjoy the ride. Stick your head out the window. Like, you know, fill in the breeze. Why are you making this so difficult? So I realized I had to take my sticky fingers off the driver's seat and off the off the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know and stop saying
1: are we there yet exactly
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, to me as I said I was always on the fast forward like as you can tell I talk very fast because I was thinking at 100 miles an hour but I'd realized that I was missing out I was going so fast trying to get through the next thing the next thing that even when I got there I wasn't happy and satisfied so I'd realized I better just sit in the back seat and enjoy the ride and just uh, be happy for where I'm at for for that moment because Tomorrow brings its own challenges. You know, just like the Bible says, just eat, drink and be merry and show love and walk in kindness and help others. And we all have that in us and we all have those gifts and we all have unique gifts that we are called to bring. And it's up to us to decide how we use them. But we have a choice to, to, today to either be a victim or a victor. And it really is, is that simple. You get to choose. I love your message. Thank Do you, you work with people remotely? Yes, that's mostly how I work. Is um, I do uh, I have an online coaching program that's a twelve step program in a group format, specifically for you know Christian women, because I also go into detail about the the female brain because we are wired differently and we our hormones play a big deal in how we think as well. But I do one on one coaching as well, and most of my clients are based all over the world. I've worked with people in South Africa, England california hawaii all across the state so i uh, you know always happy in, to have conversations with um with with women who are really to step into their next season of growth
0: stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up
1: She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Great leaders challenge their people not to stop at the first right answer. Tighten the Lug Nuts is the book that will help you move past that first right answer to be more effective, more productive, and more successful. This book serves as a blueprint that can be easily applied by leaders, entrepreneurs, truckers, owner-operators, all of us in our everyday lives. This is one of the best leadership books you can read to help you accelerate towards your personal and professional goals. Plus, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to Trucker's Christmas Group. Visit TightenTheLugNuts.com to order your copy today.
0: Welcome back to Women Road Warriors, with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro.
1: Mamika, what you're doing with your messaging is just tremendous. And I think this is something that's so needed right now, because I think the world kind of just went into pause mode and, and it got really chaotic the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that's really made people uh, kind of wander around not knowing where to head, don't you think?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, this narrative we've all been living under is ridiculous. And it's just been this fear-based push of information because normally, I mean, let's put it, let's be honest, like most of the time, every day someone is dying and it's a horrible thing to say, but it happens all the time. But what's happened in the last two years is that the media especially has pushed this this narrative and this fear-based message that's got us all so focused on the negativity. And that's what really... It fuels a lot of of, of um, anxiety and all that is when we're looking at the negative things. And it's not to say we're not, um, you know, uh, affected by it. I mean, I personally have gone through COVID twice. The first time I almost ended up in hospital because I had pneumonia. And I know how mm-hmm. awful that is. And I've known people, we've lost people that we know personally from that. And it's not to say to, to you know, put that down in any way. But what I'm saying is that we don't have to constantly be motivated or feel like we're being uh, manipulated into believing this lie of this narrative that you have to live in fear because that's not true you get to choose what you see what you listen to and what your inputs are and yeah. it's so important that we go on what i call a negativity fast we need to fast from the negative news we need to decide it's like just like a diet it's like if you're going to eat junk food and sugar all the time you're not going to feel good you are gonna feel terrible mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we have to just like we so focused on our diets we need to go on a on a negativity diet where we can say, I'm only going to consume the positive things. You know, ignorance is bliss. If you can stay in that zone of, I'm only going to give myself and my body and my brain and my spirit and my soul, the, the input and the, the, the positivity, that's how I'm going to grow and get out of that. Um, and it can be done. So I've just always say, just like Kathy has said with her story, she was surrounded by love and she gave herself kindness and she gave mm-hmm. herself time to work through the process. But the good news is it can be done if you're willing and able to make the decision to first of all be aware that there's a problem mm-hmm. and then take action to make, it, make a change. So that would be my encouragement for the listeners today. This is wonderful. Where do people find you? Well, the best place to connect with me is on my website, which is mimikakuni.com. And I will spell that for our audio listeners. It's M-I-M for mother, I-K-A-C-O-O-N-E-Y. Dot com, And I have some great resources. I often uh, offer trainings like, um, you know, you can join one of my upcoming workshops. I also have a free download, uh, how to 8 Tips to Supercharge Your Mindset. If you go to mimikakuni.com. And I also have my own podcast. It's actually a video-based podcast. You can see me on YouTube. And you can find me everywhere on social. But I do like to hang out on LinkedIn and Instagram. So if you just look for my name, Cooney you'll find me there and I'm always putting out inspirational content but I would definitely say if you want to connect come find me at my website mamikakuni.com
1: This has been a wonderful inspiration Um, I love your message and I think you're going to help a lot of people I'm so glad you've been on the show with us
2: Thank you so much it's been a pleasure
3: It's been absolutely delightful inspiring and you gave me the boost I needed today Thank you
2: You're welcome Absolutely (laughs)
0: You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at Thank you for
1: listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on TNCRadio.Live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of TNCRadio.Live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at